So recently, a single mother reached out to me with um, a bit of a concern. And it's not the first time that I've had single mothers who tend to be more disenfranchised in this particular area than other tenants. But to be quite frank, a lot of people are at a disadvantage and at the mercy of their own landlords. And so I'm not surprised that this issue continually pops up on my radar as an area of concern. But it is really unfortunate when it has to do with single parents, particularly single mothers, who are trying their best to provide a safe environment, a safe home for their children, and they are constantly at the mercy of landlords. So you just saw from that video clip, essentially what we have going on here is a landlord is giving a uh, tenant notice for no real reason. She hasn't done anything wrong. Apparently she complained about a few things that needed to be fixed. And one was a door lock. And basically the landlord has said, well, since you've complained about that, please leave in 15 days. I've got to redo the entire room. Um, and so that was a reason to give her notice. And a lot of landlords do this. They want tenants who will live in a slum situation, live with broken appliances, broken doors, sometimes even jeopardizing their own safety and well-being. But some of the things are wrong with the rentals and say absolutely nothing, do not complain and just pay their rent on time you know, without any issues. And to me, it's it's shocking. And I think what we're creating in this country is a slumlord type of situation where we have individuals who are more than happy to take your money. They don't want to fix anything. They don't want to do anything cosmetically to the apartment. They don't want to do repairs. Like I said, sometimes to your own safety and the safety of your children, you're having to compromise because it's incredibly difficult to find places that will rent to children, uh, to you know, parents that have children or dogs and so on. And so you find that you just take whatever you can get. So here we have a very classic situation. Uh, a lady has lived in this unit for a number of years. I've never had any issues. Um, in fact, the landlord hasn't complained to her about anything. Her payments have always been on time. She's paid her deposit. She's discovered that she's actually paying several hundred dollars more than another tenant who were in the same accommodation. She's told that, well, her bed is bigger. Hmm. Okay. Um, and that, well, I'm going to go up on the rent anyway. So the only way that we can control these rogue landlords is we have to do something about the tenancy law. It has been sitting on the books and supposedly, you know, it needed revision. I think there was a draft done, but nothing has ever come of it. And there has to be a balancing act. But these situations oftentimes remind me of employers and employees and how one always has the upper hand and normally it's an employer that has the upper hand. You know, they can mistreat you, they can abuse you and you're desperate for a job. So oftentimes you will sit there and take the abuse and the agencies that are designed and meant to protect you are not always doing the most effective job. Well, in the area of tenancy, there is no agency. There's nobody to go to. And that's why oftentimes people come to me, you know, crying about their situation because they're like, we need help, Sandy. And people are saying, just go to Sandy, go to Sandy. What else can be done? It is unfortunate because I think we do need, need an agency. It is time now for government to consider that this is one of those areas that is just rife with abuses 
and it happens to a lot of different people. Even thinking back in my experiences as a renter here in the Cayman Islands, when I was renting way back in the day, one of the reasons I really pushed myself to get a place of my own to get a mortgage was because the landlords that I came across were just unbelievable. It was dismal. You know, we had one guy in West Bay, his, um, we were actually renting from the wife, but of course he's the husband living right next door to them. And, you know, he's a crackhead and he's an alcoholic and he's coming home after hours and beating up the landlord and fighting with her. And, you know, it was just unbelievable. And I didn't want to live personally in that environment. So, you know, I said, listen, we, we got to get out of here. We really have to um, have some options. You know, even after we left the next tenants, he actually went into their homes and stole money and other things out of their home, to um, out of the apartment to support his crack habit. And a lot of tenants are having to deal with that and so much more. It is just unbelievable the abuses that tenants are having to put out with. There's another case that we're going to feature in the coming week about a tenant who poor thing, his very bed was so black. And so just the conditions that his landlords had him living in for years, and he's paying his rent, you know, he's a good tenant, he's no harm to anybody renting a little room. But landlords don't fix up their places, they don't replace anything ever. It's just a money making machine for them. And that's how they see you. And the second you ask for something to be fixed, or you question, why are you turning off the AC at night? I'm paying $1,100 a month, you know, I have kids, we have to sleep in air conditioning. It's just unbelievable that a landlord would give you notice on the basis of a few complaints. So let's just look at what happened in this particular case. So here's the uh, very simple contract, the rental agreement that was signed by the tenant. It's for an area called uh, Bayfield Crescent in Newlands, Baden Town. And I think that, you know, I want the government to come up with a regulatory board to do something about these rogue uh, landlords. But until that happens, we're going to expose them here on uh, Sword of Mount Sandy because this lady does not deserve to be paying $1,100 per month to then be evicted with no, no proper notice um, and not even have her place properly fixed. So here we are. This is her contract, right? So now the landlord has decided that because she has lodged a complaint about this door, as you can see, that she is, um, as you can see from February, going to tell her, oh, you've got 15 days to get out, just leave, you know? And that's it. She says, I want to renovate the whole room and I can't do it with you guys there. Hmm. It's so funny that there was no mention of renovating anything until the lady said, you know, um, <laughs> the front door, um, is dropping apart. You know, I need to see if we can have this fixed. The bathroom door is dropping apart. Uh, the front door is making some noise. Can we please get these things sorted and fixed? The response is get out. You know why? Because she can turn around and find somebody else who is desperate for a place to rent. Oftentimes they're NAU clients, unfortunately. Um, that's not the case here, but oftentimes they're NAU clients. And, you know, they have very little options. So these individuals are getting money from, in a vast majority of the cases, the Cayman Islands government, and they are not adhering to their contractual agreements. They're treating their tenants like dirt, really, and uh, maintaining units and apartments that are in, in atrocious condition. So I said to this particular tenant, I said, listen, 
your lease clearly says here at the very top at point number eight that you are um, entitled to one month's notice, right? So uh, why on earth would you think that the landlord can, can do any less than that? Okay, so you're supposed to give them one month's notice. That's reciprocal. If they're giving you notice, they're supposed to give you one month's notice as well. And that's quite usual and normal because you're paying rent on a monthly basis. I don't quite understand what the issue is. She's refused to take the lady's money. And, um, you know, she does say here that air conditioning must be turned on from 6 p.m. in the evenings and turned off at 7 a.m. But she, again, is not adhering to that particular element of the contract. The problem is, because these are concerns of contractual law, what you will find happening is that the landlords know that you often don't have the resources and the funding and the money to then turn around and find a place to go. So they, I mean, not only that, but who's going to be able to lawyer up and fight this? You know, you're going to be sleeping in the car and on the streets with your children before you can probably afford to have a lawyer Right, uh, Miss um, Escalante, Sandra Escalante here, a letter indicating to her that, you know, you've got certain conditions in your contract that you as a landlord cannot breach. Listen, folks, contracts are two-way streets, right? They're not, this you, contracts are not unilateral. They're not one way. So on the one hand, the tenant has an obligation to pay the rent. She has other terms in there. You pay your rent, you give notice. Um, you know, the AC gets turned off during the day, uh, which is shocking that you would rent a place for $1,100 a month and they would still be controlling your AC. But let's assume that's because it's probably all inclusive um, for the AC. And you've got to be careful, folks, when you enter into these agreements. Don't just jump into them because you're desperate, but read the actual uh, contract and make sure that you understand what the terms are and that you are in agreement to that. But what is happening here is the landlord is actually turning the air conditioning off outside of that time. She's turning it off at night. And you know in Cayman, it is incredibly hot, folks. Uh, it's humid and it's very, very difficult to sleep comfortable at night without a little decent fan or air conditioning. And you're paying $1,100 for a room and having the landlord turn off the AC and then um, kicking you out when you start to raise some concerns about it. It's horrible. It's egregious. I don't know who Sandra Escalante is, but I think that shame on, on you, uh, Miss Sandra. You should uh, really be doing better. No one wants to be treated this way. And the golden rule in life is treat others as you would have them uh, treat you and how you would like to be treated. And quite frankly, I must say that you're falling short of that expectation. It is very, very poor. And I'm disappointed that this is the sort of thing that a lot of tenants and their children are having to be subjected to. Now this poor woman is stressed out. She's having to take time off of work um, to try to find accommodations, try to find somewhere else for her and her children. This causes stress on people's children as well, because I'm sure the children are aware that they now have to move and they're probably aware of some of the situation here that's occurring. And, you know, it's just, it's just incredibly unfair. And, I think that the landlords can't be trusted to do the right thing. They can't be trusted to exercise good judgment. They cannot be trusted to, you know, <laughs> go by the golden rule in life. They can't even be trusted to adhere to their own contractual terms 
that they have drafted and ask somebody else to sign. So what's the solution? Government has to step in. This is where, you know, we get upset, government's overregulating our lives, but what else is government to do? Is government to sit, back, sit down and have no tenancy and landlord law to control these things, no maybe tenancy and landlord board where you can hash out these disputes and have them quickly ruled on and heard, uh, heard you know, all the details of. It just doesn't seem right. And so I'm really imploring the government of the day who has been you know, very, very forward thinking when it comes to some of the consumer protections that we need to consider landlord and tenancy as a section of immediate urgency that really needs to be addressed. It just has got to be done. And if you're a landlord and you're minded to treat your tenants poorly, I really wish for you to reconsider the implications and the broader you know, implications of what it is that you're doing. It's not just about the money. Come on now. You're getting paid your rent. She's never been late. You've had no issues with this tenant. There are things that need to be fixed. But you know what she's going to do? This landlord, Miss Sandra, is going to turn around and next month, She's going to have somebody else renting that place. She's going to do no renovations whatsoever. I bet you the same mattress and the same bed is going to be in there. And she's going to find some other poor sap who's desperate, who's going to come in there and pay it and not have a word to say. Now, I don't know how many rooms Miss um, Sandra has, but there are people who have, they're slumlords is what they are. And they have these houses that they've chopped up and divided up and they have five rooms or more and they keep adding on, they keep adding on because there's just never enough, apparently. You know, they're making five, six, even $10,000 a month as, sl as slumlords. And they have absolutely no standards about them. They have no good, um, you know, scruples, nothing. And they're making people live in deplorable conditions. Sometimes, as I've said before, to the, to the detriment um, of their own health. And this has really got to stop. There should be inspections of these properties. So just like we have hotel inspections, where, where uh, the Department of Tourism has inspectors that go in and inspect hotels. You know what? You want to be in the rental market? You want to have an apartment? Fine. You want to rent out part of your house and chop it up? Planning needs to approve these situations before you divide and subdivide and chop up your house. As we saw from last week's Windsor Park meeting, it's also a safety hazard from the perspective that, um, heaven forbid, there's a fire that outbreaks in some of these tenancy um, slumlord homes. You don't even know how many people are supposed to be in there. Is it one person, five person, 10 people, 20 people? And remember, these homes were built. If it's a four-bedroom house, it was built to house so many people. It wasn't built to have an uh, unlimited number <clears throat> of persons living in that home. And that creates a real hazard, fire hazards and otherwise. So I think, folks, it is time that we start to uh, tighten up some of the regulation around these uh, rental properties and really put some measures in place to try to protect tenants. The landlords seem to have the real upper hand in this situation, and it is quite unfortunate. And I think that that has to change. And if that means that the government has to step in, and, you know, implement some changes, then so be it. And it's people like Sandra Escalante that you will have to thank for the government ultimately having to do so. Because those are the complaints that we get on a regular basis. And turning off electricity is something that I've heard on more than one occasion 
Um, and it really, really makes you wonder, you know, turning off air conditioning, even turning off the power. We've seen two week old babies <clears throat> being subjected to having to be in a super hot environment because the landlord is turning off the air conditioning. And then the mother has to go sit in the car with her child to try and turn the AC off. Come on, folks. Are we not better than this? You know, we talk about the fact that a lot of people are importing um, essentially uh, foreign labor that is, is, you know, we're creating a third world environment in the employment market by import, importing the labor that we do, some of us. And then on top of that, you've got people here who are creating that same type of situation as it relates to the rental market as well. And uh, I think it's time for a change. So let us know what your views are, folks. This has been another segment of Sort Em Out Sandy. Thank you so much for listening to this. And this young lady, by the way, is now on the market looking for a safe place for her and her children. So if you know of anyone who offers a good landlord, um, who offers a safe environment, the, the bare minimum, she's not looking for anything fancy, folks. She's not looking to spend a night at the Ritz or the Kimpton or any of this kind of stuff or, you know, a $10,000 um, place on, on seven mile beach. She's just looking for somewhere comfortable. She's paying $1,100 per month for a room. And, you know, she's asking, uh, for minor things to be done. And because of that, here she is now being evicted and only has two weeks essentially to find a place. Okay. Another episode of sort them out Sandy folks. Go ahead, send your problems to us. You can email us at tips at caymanmallroad.com. You can also send it via the um, WhatsApp number, 324-1612. Have a fabulous day.